Welcome to the Business on Top podcast with Shane Chernoff, VJ Patel, and Ben Siegel. What's wrong with you? What do you know what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? No, what's wrong with you? No, what's wrong with you? You're projecting. You stop projecting on me. Favorite Taco Bell item? Go. Uh, ever or right now? I guess it's the same. Just answer the question. Uh, hello? Uh, Lois, I can't take out the garbage because I'm at the office and, and they're making me stay late. Peter, the caller ID says you're calling from the kitchen. In fact, I can see you. Can you see me now? No. Okay, now I'm at the office. Business on Top Podcast. Arthur, honk if you love Justin! Yeah. Yeah. So Ben and I get here, we're ready to start the show, uh, and, and we look over, and we hear a sound, and VJ's over there, what were you eating? I was having a nice strawberry frosted donut from Krispy Kreme. How was it, pretty solid? I would say it's pretty solid. That was actually the first time I ever had a strawberry frosted donut at Krispy Kreme. I usually just get that the regular glazed right Ooh, off the right off high. the press. Love a All classic high. glazed. But. Did <laughs> that reminds me? Do you remember uh, back at the old stadium? Yes, the Marlins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Funny story about that. We when we were living in New York uh, and we were staying at my aunt and uncle's, we went to a Marlins game and it was. What was it? If they scored like twelve runs, it was got a, twelve. Hits. They needed a baker's dozen of hits. So if hits. they got thirteen hits, you yeah. get a dozen donuts from Krispy Kreme. Yeah, it, per each ticket. So we obviously went as a family of four, and they, that game they got somehow managed to get thirteen or whatever hits they need to get. So we went to Krispy Kreme the next day. We got four dozen boxes of donuts. <laughs> And we were staying at my aunt and uncle's. You ate the whole? I was probably like 12 years old. I probably ate at least two of those boxes by myself, oh which my. resulted in my heavy, <laughs> heavyweight uh, frame as a young kid. But that was a great – I think the Marlins – I was going to say, almost, your intestines were like a slip and slide with all like <laughs> yeah, glaze in there. Yeah, my aunt and uncle's uh, sewage system was not the same after that <laughs> day. But, uh, yeah, Krispy Kreme must have hated – when the, they must have been rooting against the Marlins because there's no way they wanted to shell it off. I, I think the Krispy Kreme, I think it was on uh, Palmetto by my house. That one got shut down. But I remember, what's the worst field trip you've ever you took like as a kid? Because one time we took a camp field trip to Krispy Kreme. And the like I went to a sports camp. Man, the fat kids loved it. <laughs> and I loved it. But, I mean, there's only so much you can do except watch the donuts actually get made. Yeah. That's a good question. I don't think I've ever really, I don't think I've ever had a bad field trip. Probably, I'm to think. probably a museum as a kid. You know, no one really. We're all. I liked it. <laughs> I guess it depends. You're what a kind nerd. Of nerd. <laughs> nerd. I alert. embrace the nerd in the the nerd culture. But that's really. I mean, where else did like boring field trips? A museum. Maybe um. we went to a park as a kid. But other than that, my summer camp. Most of our field trips. Uh, we went to a different baseball stadium every summer. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a great field. I know. That's why. Yeah. It's not boring. You're getting out of class and you're literally taking a trip. It shouldn't be boring regardless, yeah. right? You're not doing schoolwork. You're that's not. That's true. Right? So two well, perspectives Yeah, there. but then you're in the museum and you're like, I'd rather be in class. You want to do homework yeah. instead? Well. <laughs> Nerd! <laughs> We're all nerds yeah, here. Yeah. Okay. There was, oh man, I would always get in trouble on field trips. I think just because I was under the impression that you're supposed to behave when you're in class. 
and oh. I would just wow. like basically let it all out as soon as they, like, the bus trips are probably the worst. Yeah. I'm sure I had some teachers that wanted to like open up that like back, that back swing Emergency door in the back door, of the bus yeah. and just like, yeah, kick me out onto 441. Yeah. But I, speaking of those buses, those are probably done for. I mean, we were cramming three kids to a two per- person seat on those benches Probably post pandemic. I think buses are still running. No, uh, but I'm talking about like post pandemic, like cramming all those kids oh, into. Uh, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I legit or, do not know how that works. So if you are a mother or a father who have a kid who is riding the bus, doing it socially distant style, um, we would love to hear your input. Or a bus driver. We are going to get the input uh, next segment from Sarah Abraham. She is the first uh, Indian American UF student body. Uh, vice president, and we're going to hear her and see uh, from her perspective um, how young people are dealing with coronavirus. Uh, she's a very interesting person, got a lot of uh, great perspectives, uh, good interview, so you'll be able to hear that um, coming up in the next segment. But uh, going back to, to field trips, what was um, the game that, that you guys played on the bus oh. like did you guys did you guys ever play with your pokemon cards on the bus because that was a, that was a big deal for us and uh i didn't like take the bus a lot to be honest oh like, i was i was riding the bus yeah. I, I didn't have a car through all of high school so even like there were days my senior year where i had to to ride the bus when i you know didn't have uh friends who were able to, to drive me in we yeah. were taking city buses in new york like to middle school <laughs> we, we would get a metro card and we just take the bus in like the, you just take public transit to yeah. your school that's just something that you do in manhattan that's pretty cool yeah yeah um, and then it's interesting because there are a lot of people that don't necessarily know that but the public transit system it's like that's even from like an early get... age you're like nine ten like you get familiar with that real quick because yeah. it's not like you can you know call an uber every time you need to go somewhere it's just the nature of the city plus there's no parking especially in a city like new york or chicago or any of these big cities you don't even want to drive because parking or driving in the city is an absolute nightmare oh it's terrible yeah Yeah, it's different there's like seven garages in all of manhattan there's like (laughs) eight million people on manhattan island or is it is it eight million people in the whole city or is it three million people in manhattan and eight million total in the city I don't know. It's I guess probably it, eight million in Manhattan. Yeah, now, sorry, I, I just dropped that in your lap. That's not an interesting thing at all. I want to circle back to um, VJ eating, eating the Krispy Kreme. Yeah, because <laughs> you you went for the strawberry frosted, and there was a cake batter in there, and I don't know how many people would have done that. Well, I didn't know there was cake batter in that. If it's, I don't like Boston cream donuts, so I assumed it was Boston cream. Oh yeah, no, that was a cake. That was a so cake was batter. You don't like like a liquidy inside, or you don't. No, because like I my favorite donut. Since what she we're said. Getting, <laughs> my favorite donut is jelly filled donuts, from, well anywhere, but uh, usually I get it from Dunkin' Donuts. But I, I think. What were you trying to get at? What our favorite donut is? Well, yeah. What's, what's favorite if, spot? If you're picking, if you're picking donuts, what are you gonna pick? Because I have one that's off the map. I like the blueberry glaze. And I, I love that one too. And I say that because I like to dunk my donut in like black coffee. Me too. Because you're mixing, you're mixing flavors. You're shaking your head. You're not a coffee no. guy, Ben. No, no, no. I drink coffee, but I don't dip my donuts. I like the donuts. Just uh, I usually go old-fashioned you ever have an old-fashioned yeah. glaze like they're really thick that's just like the bread ish yeah with no glaze like on it, right no it has glaze but it's like really doughy Man. it's it's the High most bang carbs. for your buck yeah it's got the most sugar <laughs> so that's why i choose it during during his bachelor party did you come with us to tim hortons i did 
Did you have the donuts there? I did. How did they compare uh, to the like Dunkin' Donuts or Krispy Kreme? Because we oh. don't have Timmy's down here, unfortunately. Way better. Yeah, there was just something yeah. about Tim Hortons. The coffee was better. The the breakfast sandwiches were better. The donuts were better. There's just something about Tim Hortons that I just was because we were all mildly <laughs> hungover, and it was the first thing that we well, had in the morning. That's part of it, definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, Tim Hortons is really good. I down here though, there are a lot of specialty donut places now. Mm-hmm. That I noticed are very that. good. I noticed that there's Jupiter Donuts, Duck yeah. Donuts, Salty, um, right? That's the one in Miami. Dandy Donuts, Salt, uh, Salty Donut. Salty Donut. Yeah. One of those They're donut amazing. places better start sending us free donuts every Friday night when we do oh, this man. podcast. Duck Donuts is great because it's, it's, it's like, like a mini donut, yeah. specialty donut. So they have like bacon donuts. They have, um, what, what are some different ones? Did I say I Jupiter know. Donuts? You did. Yeah, you did. That was the first one. Yeah, we yeah. have... Um, we have uh, some people that help us out in the office just doing, you know, various legal services for us. And uh, sometimes they'll try to schmooze us a little bit. If they're coming by the office, they'll get us like a couple dozen donuts from Jupiter Donuts. And man, those things, they're just so decadent. And like what they put into it, they're Snickers Donuts, M&M's oh, that's Donuts. It. Yeah. They, they really get creative with some of those. The PB&J Donut. Oh, I've had like one like water. that. I think Duck Donuts has that too. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, I, if it's a donut, I'll eat it. All donuts yeah, are, are good. Yeah, me too. I love that. <laughs> peanut butter? Well, crunchy or creamy peanut butter? Crunchy. Crunchy. Um, grape or strawberry jelly? On a sandwich? Like a PB&J? Any, at at all. Toaster, yeah. uh, anything. I mean, I, I always... Strawberry. Hmm. Oh. Wow, you guys oh. were quick. Never mind, are... grape. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys were quick with that because I go back and forth sometimes. Um, some I was in the mood for strawberry. Some I was in the mood for grape. I've had orange marmalade. That's that stuff is good. Yeah, but, God, I'm telling you, I don't think I've yeah, I don't think I've ever had that. And then they have like preserves now. There's there's jelly, there's jam, and there's preserves. Does anyone know what the difference is? Because I sure as shit don't. No, I don't. Preserves is I think it's got chunks of the fruit and oh, no 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 jam. I think has chunks of the fruit. Preserves is like pretty much the fruit it is i think i don't know they just like grind it up jelly's like really smooth jams a little bit thicker and then preserves maybe has chunks of the fruit preserves is chunkiest i'm just gonna agree with you here yeah i'm not very yeah take it from the it has been (laughs) food king yeah (laughs) the the sugar king over here Um, anyone from smuckers want to come on Smuckers, any candy, Hang on, anything. I'm, I'm looking up the CEO of Smuckers right now. But you think it's you'll, you'll be Jeff Smucker? That's my guess. That was Jeff, a great. In- I'm gonna Google Jeff Smucker when they swirl oh, no peanut idea. butter yes. and jelly together. I, I saw that the other day. Great, great idea. It really, I've never bought it, but it really is a genius invention. I'm telling you. I mean, Google. imagine how many they sell. I want to know. And that person's set for life because he put peanut butter and jelly in a jar. Any idea you have, man, just execute. Oh, you have already know my idea. Me. That's a billion-dollar idea that i got to get patented. They already the bowl, have it. The bowls and plates? They have it. No. Apple has it. Apple schmapple. <laughs> Apple schmapple? Not as good as what, what I'm... What about apple jelly? Is that a thing? Yeah. There's apple butter. A- there is apple butter. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. What's... There's apple... Oh. It probably it's not as good as peanut butter, because all the, the other... Garlic butter is the best butter. Ooh. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was gonna say I, I wouldn't put it on a sandwich with jelly, but I was thinking about no, like, no, 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 no. I was no. thinking about like the almond butter. 
There's, I think, coconut butter that's out there. But There's it, so many like, different... Not, all those peanut butter alternatives are just not nearly as good yeah. as peanut butter. No, of course not. It's just more of like a healthy alternative to yeah. the yeah. peanut butter. So... Speaking oh. of, of peanut butter, you're the peanut butter, you're the jelly, and I'm the bread to this thing that we call our podcast. Now, so now you're we're white? Kind of, I am white. <laughs> Breaking news. Spo- spoiler alert in case you're listening to the podcast audio only. I am, I am in fact, white. If you're colorblind out there, you know. Yeah. You know, this might come as a surprise to you guys. I, I love the Dave Matthews band. Um, love good mayo on a, on a turkey sandwich. I am a, I am a white guy. No mayo. But... Um, you know, coming together, even though that we've known each other for for years, we've kind of had uh, you know an interesting experience learning and and doing this podcast. So you know, I was wondering for you guys, what is the most interesting uh, thing or the most challenging thing that we've had to do? And I think for me, it's trying to come up with interesting conversation for most people because if if the three of us are just talking, usually. Uh, that's something that's interesting to us, but not necessarily to other people. So right. I think the challenge for us has been coming up with content. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's I think it's been learning the ins and outs of editing the actual footage of what we actually finish off with on each episode. Because there's a lot of things you just cut out and put together. And as you're doing that in our software, in the softwares, you learn, you learn on the fly one. Um, you obviously have all the resources like YouTube to kind of figure out how to do certain things, um, how to use qu- equipment, different equipment, and how certain equipment is better for podcasts and, you know, if you're doing something else. Just like <clears> – and, and the thing is with us, we're very dynamic because we have the video footage and also the actual equipment that puts the sound in for when we get into Apple Podcasts mm-hmm. and whatever other platform. We are trying to make this um – a more immersive podcast as opposed yeah. to just audio only. We want this to be through an auditory and a visual medium. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to make it not just that, not just diverse, but but interesting yeah. because mm-hmm. uh, you know it's important. Ahead. No, it's important to put a face to a voice um, because think about you know uh, the first thing that comes to mind is listening to Y one hundred. You ever listen to like Y one hundred? in high school yeah. like the morning show yeah, like you always want to know see. you always want to know what the like. DJs you look the vo- like yeah. right you hear the voice and you have no clue how like you have a picture kind of like this is what i think but it's it's never the same yeah it's never the same yeah. if you don't if by the time you actually see someone usually your projection of what that person yeah. looks like is just just generally going to be pretty off yeah and then yeah. when you do google a person you're like oh i didn't yeah. know that, no, your whole... yeah you're like nah that's <laughs> not, not how you look <laughs> yeah <laughs> were there people that you like radio djs that you grew up um idolizing and ad- admiring no because oh yeah well i was in my dad's car you know growing up when he would just drive me around and uh you know take me to work with him we listened to uh, Joe Rose and all the people on uh, on mm-hmm. QAM. I grew up listening to sports radio, so when I got to UF and I, I started to do radio, uh, those were the guys that I, I really wanted to emulate, and then I realized that there was more to life than just sports, and a lot of these guys take a lot of this stuff too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it, when, you get, when you're first getting your start, it's interesting to kind of see the perspectives and... Um, knowing to love growing to love the the personalities that you listen to each and every day yeah that's why i think it's important like i said 
that we include the YouTube clip so people can see, you know, what we look like and they can see kind of what our interests are. And as the episodes, you know, kind of move on, we'll have more stuff and more content to, and more, like you could put in pictures or, yeah, you know, video memes, clips. Yeah. Any, anything hey. like that. So I think, uh, uh, visually it's important for podcasts to have yeah. some sort of medium, whether it be YouTube or Twitch or whatever, to have that as well. Um, to answer your question though, about kind of what I've learned or what I've seen through the first couple episodes is the importance of, uh, social media, whether it be marketing, the release of an episode or just how important or how important it is to be active on social media to attract an audience yeah because that's going to determine how quickly your channel grows or how quickly your content gets out to more people and all the behind the scenes that goes into youtube um whether it be the title, the thumbnail, the hashtags, the description, there's a lot of little things that a lot of people don't realize that goes into a YouTube channel that plays a, a big role in the popularity or the um, the growth of that channel or that person Absolutely. or group or whatever. We're going to bring you behind the curtain. We're going to tell you what interests us. We're going to show you uh, the inner workings of this podcast. We're also going to tell you what bothers us. We're going to play uh, Get Out of Here coming up but before that uh sarah abraham coming up next just leave it on just leave the beer showing i'm gonna have bud light all right everyone welcome back to the business on top today we have a very special guest on the show and also first our interview. First the first interview uh the first Indian American Student Body VP at the University of Florida. She was the Indian Student Association President, 2019 UF Homecoming Queen. She graduated with her Bachelor's in Information Systems, now going back to UF for her Master's. Um, she's writing a memoir. She's been on dance teams. She has a TikTok that's going to go viral at some point. So welcome to the show, Miss Sarah Abraham. Hey, who wrote that for you? That was really good. It's just I, right on the top. Uh, That's how we do it here. Yeah, right off the dome. That was That's awesome. Right you know, the in the spirit of business on top, I uh, kind of like rush ordered all your videos today and I went through them really fast. So I did a shirt that I would wear to work and then I put on my Air Forces because I saw that you guys wear cool oh, shoes. That's perfect. Oh, so, <laughs> just so I could be on brand with the whole business thing. And these glasses are fake. So I hope it this helps the whole ensemble. <laughs> It does, I like it, big for sure. <laughs> no, perfect. So in the sports world, you're basically what we call a utility player because you can you basically have so many roles, you do so many things, and it's one of the most uh, – oh, you'd say you're a needle in the haystack, for sure, of, um, of people in the world. Um, and to everyone else, you're basically the Swiss Army knife to of anything, honestly. So we're glad to have you on. Um, we want to get right into it, but before we do, do you want to say anything or um, bring anything up before yeah. how, we start how, asking you some of these questions? How can we promote you? This is this is your time yeah. to, if you have a SoundCloud, whatever you got, put it forward. Um, MySpace. Yeah, so this isn't the first time I've been called the Swiss Army Knife, so I think that's something that's very on brand for me. 
Um, I don't know if it's like the sharp wit or what it is, just the utility <laughs> thing, maybe that's it. Um, but no, you know, if you want to follow me on TikTok, Swaggy Sarah1998. Um, my Instagram's there. BJ and I are friends on that. So if you want to creep on me that way, it's just Sarah underscore Abraham. But um, hopefully in, down the road, I'll be pursuing some politics. So if you see my name somewhere, just send me a vote or support me that way. So there I you can. go. We'll have to Perfect. put everything in the uh, description, all of your links, so everyone Perfect. can uh, see your social media pages. Thanks, Ben. Yes. Yeah, we're Sarah. <laughs> Sarah Abraham uh, on with us on the Business on Top podcast. You can check her out on TikTok at Swaggy Sarah. BJ, uh, take it away. You can kick it off with the first question. All right. We'll keep it easy here. Um, so obviously, the elephant in the room here is you are the first Indian American student body vice president of U.S., which is an amazing accomplishment. Um, congratulations on that. And we wanted to ask, what are some of your, what were some of your main responsibilities as a VP? Yeah, so it was really, really cool to even get the opportunity to run, to even do this. You know, it, starting off my freshman year, I thought I kind of wanted to do like the whole dance marathon thing. And if both of two of you are from UF, and I know you guys know how culty that is. And um, that just wasn't my vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, so even at FSU, it's, it's something that's really yeah, cool. so big, I was like, you know yeah, what, I want to yeah, I want to go that route. But then, you know, our student government at our school is really, really good. And I didn't realize that um, the amount of impact that they truly have, pun intended, because impact was the name of our political party, but um, they really do have the chance to not only sway like our administration and the student body, but we also have a pretty big pull in like the Florida legislature, which was really cool. So um, I feel like I sound kind of nerdy talking about all this, but it was really interesting at the time to learn about all this stuff and realize, hey, as like a ripe 18 year old, I can get right into this and like really make leave my footprint on this campus. So I started off as a senator just to give you some backstory. There's like 100 senators. I represented the business school. Then I moved into some programming and did something called a cabinet. So just like um, like the U.S. government, we run the same way, three branches. It all works the same. Um, and then I made a run for it. They were like, hey, do you you want to be VP on our ticket? And I was like, why not? I feel like this could be really cool. I, I'm a big fame chaser, anything to get my name out there. Um, just one step closer to, and I had already started writing my memoir before this. So this was just like a nice like cherry on top that I was like, you know what, I can add to this. It really helps my brand. Um, so yeah, I ran for it. And the responsibility is that I go into that. It's mainly for programming. So it's making sure that every type of student on campus feels accounted for in some way. So it's like, yeah, like the University of Florida, everyone's like, okay, undergraduate students are the best. They're the ones that partake in everything, but we forget about the professional schools like law or vet or medicine or the graduate students or like the international students. Like they're always in these like distant corners, which nobody's ever thinking about. So that was my job to make sure that every student on campus felt like they were being cared for and just had something going for them besides their classes. Um, Beside all that, you know, 
things that I would do, we did like a lot of like promotional things. So like giving away free merchandise, our student government has like a $22 million budget. And so all that stuff, you know, we went to doing um, tailgates before like basketball games or gymnastic meets or even baseball games. I'm a huge baseball fan, especially Gator baseball. Um, we did also like really cool awareness things. So like we had a stair climb in memorial of 9-11 and we got the whole community involved and we used the stadium to go do that. Um, then we do like really big things like programming weeks where it's like focusing on mental health because that's really tolling for the student body, um, sexual assault awareness or like diversity week because, you know, our, I really like to harp on diversity week because me as an Indian American student going to that school, which is 47% white, it's just like, oh, where's it kind of gets looked over a lot of the time, um, especially when Greek life runs a lot of things. And yeah. which I love, which I love that atmosphere. Don't get me wrong, but it's good to just educate others about like different nooks on campus. For sure, for sure, Sarah. And and that was actually something that I had meant to ask you about, which was um, when you see Kamala Harris become the first woman of Indian descent uh, be nominated as a vice president. I was wondering how that made you feel um, as a woman of Indian descent. Uh, who's breaking barriers in her own respective ways at UF. Uh, what kind of impression did that leave on you when you saw her uh, accept the nomination? Yeah, thanks for asking that. It, it was really awesome. You know, I always had this thought in the back of my head that I was like, she's going to get it. She was a pretty good front runner for being the Democratic candidate for president anyway. Um, yeah, she's made, I think, mistakes in the past, but is very woke on it. And like what she's done in her like history in politics or being general attorney or all these different types of thing, or even like how she's voted in the Senate. Um, but it is really awesome. And I got to talking to my priest actually. And I, when I went to church, like after the week after she was nominated, he was like, you know, this is time for you to do this. Like I'm accepting nothing less than like you being a U.S. Senator. And I was like, dang, kind of cool that this like Indian woman or partially Indian woman is like opening the minds of so many younger people. And, you know, I'm 22 and I was like, I kind of have the next 15 years of my life planned, but it's cool looking at her doing all these things. It's like, oh, I think I could eventually conquer this stuff too, because like she didn't go to like, and I don't believe she went to like Ivy league schools. She had like a pretty basic beginning. She went to Howard. Oh yeah. She did go to Howard. Um, and then she like moved to California, did all that really cool stuff and just like built her way to the top. Like she is a definition of like starting from the bottom. Like she wasn't born into money or anything like that. And I feel like that circumstance, not that I relate with her fully on that, but it, it resonates with me in some sense. So I do really look up to her in that way. That That's interesting uh, also because, you know, there were probably some moments in her life and her career where, you know, she most doubted herself. And I was wondering, when did you most doubt yourself um, as you made the journey through the University of Florida? Hmm. I have to say when I was running for this, because for v vice president, because it had been a really long time since there was a woman in office at our school. Ever since I was a freshman, it had always been male, full male tickets. And so it was like, not only am I representing a big minority culture on our campus, but I'm also representing like all of these girls and hopefully they feel the same opportunities or hopefully they feel the same passion that I do to want to give back to the university the same way it gave to me. Um, so I really doubted if I was the right person to do that because you see so many other people, especially at UF who are so capable of so many things 
And it's like, why was I chosen to do this? Or like, why am I the best person when you're sitting next to so many people and it's like, they're just as good and they speak way better than I do. And they have these awesome ideas. Um, so I continually doubt myself every day if I like was the right person for the job or if I'm like doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And so what do you do? When I'm doubting myself? Yeah. Um, you keep trucking. Um, I don't know. You make I, a TikTok. You gotta go clear your mind. Um, I'm a big advocate for talking things out. Like I don't like to process things on my own, which I think is here or there. Like it, it goes both ways, either way for people. Um, but I like to use like a pretty good wise counsel around me and kind of take advice from like mentors. I really harp on the fact that people need mentorship to survive in certain atmospheres. Um, so kind of relying on like the people that came before me and you know asking how they were to handle certain situations because the year that I was VP it was really rough like our president was in the news everywhere I don't know if you ever got to keep up with it but like Donald Trump Jr. came to our campus and it was like this really big thing where we were like possibly promoting him or not and our student body president was like in the hill in the New York Times, Washington Post, all these crazy news outlets and like CNN was calling us all the time. It was really, really crazy. And it was, yeah, it was, it was wild. Um, and so it's like, oh, like, why is this happening to me? I'm just this weird information systems girl who's just, like, trying to make her little Indian parents proud because, you know, they didn't move this country for me to be in CNN or anything. Um, but just, like, trying to make my way through. And then, you know, you just have to – and obviously, you know, you can only rely on the people in the past so much because they, they don't go exactly what you go through. But I think it's also, like, a gut thing, like, going with your conscience and, like, you thinking what's right because at the end of the day, you were the person put in that job. So I guess – moral of the story is just being confident that like you'll get through this one of my favorite quotes is this too shall pass so like if you don't deal with it it's going to pass eventually you know it's a great Mm -hmm. quote that's good yeah so sarah i actually had a question kind of switching gears um you mentioned earlier you were in the process of writing a memoir um titled was that an appropriate time to laugh uh love the title and just kind of wanted to hear you know how you came up with that title um, what your memoir is about and kind of what um, led you to want to start writing a memoir? Yeah, so this book is a telltale of my life. You know, I'm, I'm only 22, so I don't have much of a life to even write about. Um, but, you know, being honest, there's so much I have left to experience. But the reason I started writing it is I'm a big Mindy Kaling fan I don't know if I'm still an Ellen fan. I don't know how people feel about her. I kind of stopped reading it. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'm not yeah. sure quite how to feel about that yeah, one. I don't um, know if I like her. I read all these things that it's like, she when, did all these crazy things to me, but then other people are like, she's so awesome. So I don't know how I feel. I have no opinion, I guess. I think when there's somebody who has like this, like pristine public persona, and then you kind of, uh, you know, find out things that maybe she doesn't quite live up to that. Sometimes you separate the art from the artist and then other times you just completely, you know, cut that person loose. It just, I guess, all depends on your perspective. Exactly. So when she, when she came out with her book, you know, I loved it at the time. So I'm still going to say I liked the book. It's a good book. Um, I don't remember what it's called, but, you know, Mindy Kaling, Ellen, Michelle Obama, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, I loved reading their memoirs. And I was like, you know what? I am nothing compared to these women or as established as they are because they wrote them in like what their late 30s. But I 
kind of want to write something like this. And beyond that, you know, as much as I, as much as I say it's not because of her, my sister also said she was writing one. Um, mm. So I was like, you know what, me trying to always live in her shadow. I was like, I, I, I'm going to write one too, you know, and, and it's going to be a best sibling rivalry. Yeah, yeah, we we all best. know. Let's get your so, sister on next time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. <laughs> So oh, we all know that. Yeah. yeah, her ears probably like pressed up against the door right now. But, um, <laughs> you know, I was just like, you know, what? I kind of want to do this. So I started writing it in high school. And I don't, I'm not saying I'm the worst, but it's kind of like I'm the worst where it's just like, people are so sad, and they like want advice from you. But anything like merely sad, unless it's like very, very serious, elicits some sort of like uncomfortable laugh for me. And just because I don't know how to process emotion. Oh, I, oh, I do that too. I do. Yeah, it I feel like that's very normal <laughs> for people in our age group. So, mm -hmm. so, you know, I was just like, when is it appropriate to laugh and when is it? And I kind of just yeah. went with it. And it, it is a big, it's a popular title with all the people I tell that I'm writing. It's, it's my fun fact for every class that I'm in that I'm writing one. Do and you have, it, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but do you have a story of like a really uncomfortable moment that you've had where like thinking. you created some awkwardness yeah. because you did something like that? Um, I'm trying to think. So in, it, it had to have been in high school. Oh, so I played softball most of high school because I was like this is gonna get me into college um <laughs> and I'm gonna say it did get me into college but it, it got me into college yeah so. exactly so I I did it for a reason but I was so terrible at it no, in no way was I good but this girl one of our games our senior night she was on she was our pitcher was she our pitcher I don't know she was on the team maybe what uh, or a pinch hit or something. I don't know what she was. Random girl, clearly not important enough. But, and I hope she never watches this. But <laughs> she got like really sick before the game and her parents were like the really strict type that were just like, you need to get over it because they wanted her to get like signed to college somewhere, like at least D3. Um, and it was like our senior year, the beginning of it where coaches were still coming out to recruit and stuff like that. And so she was really, really sick. I don't know what happened to her. Her parents are reaming her out. Everybody in the dugout was like, it's okay. Like, you're going to be fine. Like, this is okay. Just like take 30 minutes, drink a Gatorade. And I'm like sitting there laughing because I think it's hilarious that this girl <laughs> was to be in the game. Her parents are yelling at her in front of everybody, but it's like, what are you going to do? the kid is sick so I guess I'm laughing at the parents and everyone's kind of uncomfortable but like I'm being really obnoxious in the dugout trying to just like get the game going and yeah that's like one of the first moments I can recall um well, some other, and, so, some other and so it happened did you get yelled at like <laughs> oh no no one will ever mess with me if I'm laughing <laughs> that well, she's actually next she's our next guest on the podcast <laughs> Uh, be ready. <laughs> uh, people have told me that they've like broken up with their significant other and it's just like ha 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 on to the next one um but it's it's savage not, it's not appropriate to laugh i've learned um so that'll that's the last chapter of my book it was not appropriate to laugh um but yeah that's where that, that's where that came from but oh to that's awesome. yeah continue a little bit about that um I don't think my life is interesting, like I was saying before, but I'm hoping that this book motivates me uh, to work hard and be the type of person that people want to read about. It's like, oh, Sarah Abraham, like, that's a book I want to get into. So you might not see something until, like, my mid-30s, 
early 40s. Um, but if you want to hear some ch chapter names, I can give you guys that little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so a couple of them are Do I Deserve Love? I don't know if this is a little racy. I don't know what the vibe of this podcast is. It's whatever let it is. Fly. It's a podcast yeah, about nothing. Let it fly. Okay, so Do I Deserve Love? And if so, is it with a white man? Um, personality <laughs> is my currency. When did I become the girl with only brown friends? Um, a series of horrible decisions. And the last one I wrote for my notes on this is cue the beat drop. So nice. Oh, man. Yeah, that's what I've got going so great. far. I can't wait to read it. Yeah, I, I hope we get the first three copies. Maybe after your family, you'll yeah, have to uh, send. Probably, yes. probably before yeah. that. Send that to you. Cheers, uh, like Sarah. Sarah Abraham on with us here on the Business on Top podcast. Uh, in 10 years, you'll be able to get her memoir, When Is It Appropriate to Laugh, available at newsstands in 10 years or uh, wherever you will get things in 10 years. But uh, to wrap things up, I wanted to do a little bit of a lightning round. Um, and I want to ask you, it's pretty much fill in the blank uh, with a little bit of context. We'll keep things short, 15 to 30 seconds at the most. Sarah Abraham's Taco Bell order is blank. Oh, um, Crunchwrap Supreme Sub Beef. Yes. Again. Wait, what? Ooh. Sub Beef for chicken? Yeah. Oh, you and oh, oh and right up Shane's alley. It's a good idea. Keep things lean. Wait, that's, wait, that's my wait. What'd you say? Add potatoes. And on the side, add Fiesta potatoes on the side. <laughs> oh, didn't they get rid of that now? Yeah, it's a bad. I haven't. It's a bad move. Yeah. Taco Bell in six months, so I don't know. I wow. Don't know. Oh. I don't know how you can do that. We, my, we have I, Taco I Bell after every podcast. <laughs> I live at home now, so it's no like shame. I I don't have that. And if any of you know my sister, I don't think she would eat Taco Bell. So um yeah, I don't yeah. even know what they look like anymore at Taco Bell the building. Sarah Abraham's most cherished college memory is blank. Um I think there's an easy answer. And then there's a... Yeah, the easy answer is obviously saying the night I won my election, but I think a more cherished memory is the day of the homecoming game when I got to stand on the field with, like, the band and the cheerleaders and the dancers and stuff like that. That was really awesome. That's Cele amazing. The celebrity or person that you most want to spend an hour with and have a drink with is blank. Mindy Kaling. Oh, yeah. Sarah Abraham's favorite bar at Midtown in Gainesville is blank. Uh, Salty Dog Saloon. The movie that you will always stop on uh, if it's on television is? Any of the Harry Potters. Yeah. <laughs> you, that was my answer. Yeah. Well, you and you and Ben should set up a Zoom and you guys can go through a, a marathon sometime. It was on last night. Oh, really? Shame. Yeah. Do you have a, you have a favorite? Um, Chamber of Secrets is pretty up there. <laughs> And Deathly Hallows Part 2 is really good. Yeah. Ben took off work to watch the whole marathon, so. Yeah. What? I would do the same thing. I did. Don't feel any shame about that. No, no, I don't. What Sarah Abraham wants to do to change the world is blank. Um, I do want to run for office eventually. What I want to do with that, I'm not really sure what kind of route I want to take, but eventually, you know, I'm thinking about maybe joining the Foreign Service, going to the Middle East, and changing, like, um, policy for, like, women and education for children. So I don't know where, what you want to take with that, but take that as it is. Yes or no is a hot dog a sandwich? 
Yes. <laughs> all right. All right, Abraham. With, with, with that, get out of here. Uh, Sarah Abraham on Business on Top. We appreciate her. She's our first guest we've ever had. Thank you so much for tolerating our nonsense around here. Thanks, Sarah. For having me. It Thank was you, awesome Sarah. to be here. See you later. We'll have you back soon. Yay. Bye, guys. And welcome back to the Business on Top podcast. And I'm Shane Chernoff, and I wanted to remind you that this and every episode of the Business on Top podcast is brought to you by Mimus Chimi. Mimus Chimi is an all-natural, authentic, all-purpose chimichurri sauce locally made right here in Boca Raton. Mimus Chimi can be used on almost anything. Steak, chicken, fish. I use it on my tofu. Impossible meat, salads. The possibilities are really endless, guys. Vegan, keto, and vegetarian friendly. It works for any diet. The Chimi comes in an 8-ounce jar and can be ordered at mimaschimi.com. And if you're in the Boca Raton area, you can find it at the Boca Dorses Italian Market. Remember, if uh, <laughs> I get tripped up on the last line every time. It's not Chimi if it's not Mimas, boys. Hey, It's not Chimi if it's not Mimas. Got it that time. Nice. So... I sent a text to you guys because in addition to being podcast uh, co-stars, uh, I am also your fantasy football commissioner, and I have yes. been uh, for the past, what, several seven. years or so? Right? It is, I think it's the League 7. I think, you, I think or, it is. I think it is Season 7. It might be Season 8. It could be 8, yeah. Um, and I want to ask you guys, because I never have had the chance to do this, on a scale of uh, Manfred to Silver... Am I a decent commissioner? Silver. Wow. Wow, that's that's high praise. I thought maybe I might get in like yeah. the Batman territory. Silver, silver. You, you were the good. only league that I... No, that's... You were the first league that I'm in. I'm in three leagues right now. That had a trophy every year. Had their the team name and the owner put on the trophy and given to the winner to hold for the year for keepsake. You were the... First yeah, and, and and VJ and I it's were actually ones that commissioned that. You remember when we had that yep. conversation that yep. one day? Run, yeah, run very well. I'll just say MVP of our league, <laughs> for sure. So, you know, and fantasy football, everybody probably has, at least most guys do, are, are playing in multiple leagues at the same time. Yep. So, like, you all have, like, your frustrations. And my frustration is when you're trying to schedule something and it's a 10-team league, and nine people say that they can be, you know, around for Tuesday at 8 at the drafts. And then you get that one guy who's like, why can't we do it on a weekend? Because, Tim, we all want to do it on a Tuesday because it's after work and we don't have anywhere to be. <laughs> although last Name year... Name dropping over yeah, here. Although, I'm, although I realized that... Uh, Last year we did it on a Saturday, so I feel a little bit bad about it. <laughs> oh, it was on a Saturday. It was now on a Saturday, yeah. It just so happened. Was that, that your way. place, right? Yeah, but mostly, you place? know, if you realize almost like in all the past years, we'll do it on a Tuesday, just right before the season kicks off because it's right. just the yeah, easiest to do. Well, it's a little, it's actually a little different this year because obviously you wait until the last possible day because you want to wait for the last preseason game to end just in case there's any injuries. But now that there's no games this year, that's a good. I mean, that's interesting. Player, that's a good yeah. point. Players could get hurt in practice, obviously, but more than likely, it's the preseason games that they get hurt or first whatever. Pick. What's your first pick? I can't right now. That. I'm in the league with yeah, you. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a trade secret. I can't do that. Well, yeah, first pick's gonna be the easiest pick. You can't be talking about. No, it's always if, I, if, I, if I'm pick two and you're pick one, and I tell you who I want. 
Well, I'm usually pick one, so I don't know how it happens, but I've can't be done can't one. be giving away the mental impressions of counsel. All right. Well, yeah, yeah. I'll but, tell you mine, just because. I mean, it's got to be McCaffrey, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Damn it. Alvin um, Kamara. He was yeah. my sleeper. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was gonna drop the seven. My eleventh <laughs> round pick. Yeah. I mean, is there yeah. anything that that guy can't do? Catching passes out of the backfield. Well, running the ball. He's got no cam this year, though. Uh, but did it hurt? Did it hurt him? Because mm, Cam only not. played two games last year, yeah, and he true. was still the best fantasy player in is the whole league. Is it Greer? League. Who's starting for him? Is it? It would be well, Bridgewater, you'd think. Oh, Bridgewater, yeah. That's gonna be an interesting Wait, division. All the, remember, all the quarterbacks to, uh, went all over the place. Who was there? David, what's his name? Al- David. Kyle is it David Moore? No, it's Kyle, I think he's Kyle right. Allen. Kyle Allen. Kyle yeah, Allen. That's who it was. <laughs> yeah. He was pretty. He was okay. Honestly, right? once like all the. I haven't really been paying attention. I'm still pessimistic about football. Yeah. I think it'll happen, but I, I've tried to dampen my hopes just in case it gets canceled. Or I'm trying not to get my hopes up yet, but there's the been, fact that it's right around the corner, I'm starting to get. What about? But there's been a bunch of false positives. Like yeah. weirdly, they're yeah. testing. Right before, I think their testing protocol needs to get a lot better if they're going to survive over the long term. Yeah. And. You know, when I say survive, it's not financially, just if they're going to be able to get through the season. But you've seen what baseball has been able to do. They have been at least three teams with some positive cases now, mm-hmm. and they have it down to the point where it doesn't look like the season's going to get canceled. They're just going to continue to put warm bodies in the lineup if that's what they have to do. And honestly, I think um, football, as you know, brutal as sport it is, they're just, just going to be next man up for them. It's right. not it's not going to make a difference, and I think I think we'll probably have a full season. Yeah, drafting drafting your team this year is going to be completely different. At least I know for me, my usual strategies going into the year is going to be different this year because you know you don't know who's going to test positive and um, how that'll affect free agency in your leagues or or whatever. So the draft is going to be a little bit different. Mm, yeah. um, Let me. I mean, what do you think? I mean, you've worked in the NFL, so yeah. What, what's your thoughts uh, as far as? I think I don't think it'll be too different. I think, from my understanding, there. I mean, especially once the season starts, they're gonna be tested probably once in the beginning of the week after game day, and then once probably that Friday or Saturday before the right game. Up. So. I think you'll have enough time to change your lineup. I don't think it'll be like a game time thing. But what does worry me is the fact that there's no preseason games. You know, you kind of see it in baseball. A lot of these pitchers are getting hurt because they didn't get the spring training or the reps in. Um, I am worried that without preseason games that injuries will be more this year. Uh, Not only positive COVID tests, but injuries themselves. Or less. You never know, because preseason also causes injuries yeah, from time true. to time as well. So that's true. Yeah, I don't know. It's either way. Honestly, yeah, it, it's opinion, been but. and it's been interesting to see how um, the injuries and really everything that's been handled um, in the NBA right now uh, between uh, the boycotts and um, getting players in game shape because you've eliminated. The, the one one theory that I've heard is because if you eliminated the sight lines, the fans change your sight lines, which is why the shooting has been a lot better, and you're seeing like really really good offensive basketball right now. But one of the guys on one of the playoff teams is uh, Torian Prince, and uh, 
Torian Prince plays for the Brooklyn Nets, and he is apparently a fan of our show to the extent that he was the only vote on the poll that I put up the other day, which was, where the hell did Stormy Daniels go? Yes or no. He voted. Yes or no. I, I, yes I have no. to go back. I'm pretty sure he, he voted said yes. I'm pretty sure he, he voted, voted yes. 100% he voted yes. The only person to vote, he voted yes. And it's his official account. We checked. He's got... This what? was vetted, guys. Yeah. It was something that we actually did during the break could, of our last show. We could post show. it on screen of, yeah. of I'll his... Post it up like yeah, right of like the poll, um, him answering. He and is the sole vote on that poll. I can't we believe that. He is very bored in the bubble. Yeah. He has followed business on top, uh, and he has voted on our really weird Stormy Daniels poll that I thought of when I was at a stoplight. <laughs> Wait, are they in the bubble? No, no, I think they got eliminated, more. right? Oh, they got. They were, they were, yeah, they didn't make it into the, like the playing game. Oh, they, they, okay. I think they started, but they didn't win like enough games. Oh, to... I stand corrected. So they weren't a playoff team. I thought they were like the eight seed or something like that. Yeah, no. uh, really shows how much no, I think so. how much I'm paying attention. Good job, journalists. Way to have your <laughs> way to have your facts straight, bud. But um, you know, Torian, if you have some time now, to the extent that you are not playing. Uh, we would like to have you on because I have a bunch of questions to ask you about basketball, but also about how the hell did you find this poll? Every poll question, we just we should just add them. Just add. I would love and, to. Yeah, yeah. we, we need him on, or we need him to respond to see how, this is how he it starts. Yeah. So if anyone's either in Brooklyn or is familiar with Torian Prince or has like a, a connection to Torian Prince. Um, I went into his DMs. I asked him to come on the show. I have not received a response yet, but uh, we're hoping we can get him for you guys in the offseason. I'll reach out to the, um, uh, what do they call it? They don't call him the SID. And, uh, P- like PR guy? Yeah, or, yeah, the yeah, Nets PR. But you know yeah, what I'm talking about when yeah, I say yeah, SID. That's yeah. just, or media relations. That's just a college yeah, thing, right? Yeah, the SID. SID yeah. yeah, good good times. Yeah. But, uh, Torian, if, if you're on, I, we'll talk to you about Stormy. We'll talk to you about whatever the hell you want to talk about. Yeah. I, think, I think that you would be lead, a fun... You lead that episode, Yeah, that would, that'd be a fun conversation. Yeah, you could be our co-host. You can you can hang out with us every episode we'll if you want until the season comes back. Yeah. Exactly. We'll hey, we're yeah. from New York. Yeah. yeah. New York, we'll meet New Jersey, there. We'll take the train. Uh, <laughs> from Florida. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we're going to play uh, Get Out of Here. Sorry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Your pause. mind's like pause, yeah, pause. You're, you're, I think you're gearing up questions to ask Torian. I, I got really, to, Ace Ventura. I got, I got really excited about the process. Let's do the Ace Ventura rewind scene right now. Yeah, I was go gonna back say, to it. Oh, yeah, right. we're just gonna pretend that that didn't happen. Okay, now go. Uh, yeah, we're gonna play "Get Out of Here." Is what I meant to say in English before my brain just completely shut down in front of me. But. Um, I know you had an interesting one, and it was one that I kind of shared when uh, you and I workshopped this one a little bit. Uh, as far as get out of here, I'll... man, have you guys ever held a door open for somebody and they don't thank you for it? Yes. yes. Oh, it's that terrible. That was the w- Raise without manners. It, it boils my blood every single time. It's yeah, just people it's think rude. that it's... It, you know, they're, it's supposed to happen for them every time. You want to just slam the door like look, yeah. on their back. Look, so, I'm, I'm all about giving people the benefit of the doubt on that one. Um, if they're on a cell phone, if they're, you know, like they not, were not looking up or... No, yeah. no excuse. No, uh, you, no excuse. You, can, you can wave, right? Yeah, like, or a head like nod. The, the wave will suffice. Like, 
you can do like a nonverbal communication. There's no, there's but no to, excuse. But to walk by like no one's there and the door open for you, it makes me angry. And I'll tell you what, I remember uh, because I'm like an elephant. I never forget FSU right. Law School. I think it was my 2L year. I know the exact door where it happened because there's a little staircase that leads up. Um, and if you turn left, you go to the law library. And if you turn right, you go to uh, the classrooms. And there was someone who uh, was walking through and held the door and you know thought uh, that person might be very uh, appreciative of it. And uh, that person looked down, looked right at me, and then looked down and just went straight through. And from that point forward, I didn't like that person as much anymore. And Did you sue them? I didn't. I didn't. Um, so <laughs> I, I would. I would say that I was emotionally distressed, but I, I was just mildly annoyed. Um, and I do wonder uh, how that person is doing in in practice right now. And I, I hope they're doing well. But uh, I hope no one holds doors open for you anymore. So, so my my story, my quick story was, I was at the gym and I just got done with a workout and I was about to leave for home. And I opened the door and there was this this girl coming through. She had some shades on and she was on the phone. Um, I open it. She runs through, didn't even look at me, and was going towards their car. So I think I don't know what happened. You guys know me. I'm like very, like I keep everything to myself, and mm-hmm. I'm usually <clears throat> pretty conservative. I don't think I've ever front. seen. I've seen you angry a few times, yeah. and we'll have to get to that in, a, in another yeah, episode. We'll but yeah. uh, that I could probably carry about an hour with about that about the night that you actually I actually saw you. Maybe it was the pre workout in me or what. But I turned around and I literally said, "You're welcome," like really loud, and she like turned around. Like took her glasses off, was off the phone. She's like, "Oh, thank you." But, but you it shouldn't take that. Like that, it shouldn't require that. It should just yeah. be decency. I know right. you have a get out of here too. But if you're gonna walk through a door and uh, someone else is holding it for you, and you don't say thank you or at least acknowledge the fact that somebody's doing a nice thing that they don't have to do, get the hell out of here. Get right? out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think mine. This uh, if the donut talk didn't already show. <laughs> The fat kid in me. Um, this maybe will. Um, you guys ever go to a restaurant, right, and order an entree, whatever it may be, and it's you know, we'll say sixteen to twenty dollar range, right? And you get it, and it's like the size of this box. It's oh, like it's barely ridiculous. enough food, yeah. and you're like, well, that's why, you know, that's why I love bar food and like, yeah, Taco Bell. You get your money's worth. Taco Taco Bell. Bell. It's the ultimate. It's the ultimate value. That's why America. That's and I won't lie to you. We're going there after the show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. T Bell. (laughs) I can't wait. Every episode. um, We got about five minutes left in this thing, and I can tell you, as soon as we put the headphones down, I'm grabbing my keys, and we're going to go hammer down some grilled cheese burritos. Um. Yeah. I I can't stand when, especially when you're paying that kind of money, and you're not even satisfied leaving the restaurant. You're getting like pretty much an appetizer barely any food especially now i don't know if you guys it's have noticed America. like a lot of yeah give <laughs> me food, like make me fat um especially now with places doing takeout they're giving less food in their boxes yeah. as opposed to if you dine yeah. in on at least a couple of restaurants have i've gotten they've always from. done that though that's interesting normally I've never, I've never yeah not but i feel like it's now like i'm little... noticing and now i'm like oh, yeah. all right i'm like crossing them off the list like i'm not coming back here I, I know it's a pandemic, but if you're skimping on your food to people that are really, really looking forward to patronizing your restaurant, if you, get, I'll, get I'll the make hell up out the difference. Here. If you give me more food, I'll tip you more. There you go. Now, yeah. granted, uh, that's a whole different segment. Tip, you know, 
tip your waiters and waitresses. 20 percent well, yes. of your dining in. Yeah. Ten percent of your calling something that, that, in and that, picking it up. That should be a different like potential poll question maybe in the future. That is the but that is the business on top rule yeah. of the day. Yeah. Twenty percent in. Twenty percent dining in. Ten percent of your calling it in. Yeah. Right. So, more food. Yeah. Now. Yeah. If you're not giving Ben enough food, get the hell out you'll, of here. You'll hear about it on Yelp. I'll be there. <laughs> and I'll. Boca. I'll, 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 I'll write a nasty Yelp review. Nine, 13, 20, <laughs> write a nasty Yelp review. He's gonna find a way to give you negative stars. But my my get the hell out of here is really reserved for myself. Um, I have been in a lousy mood uh, right up until we started the show, but I'm happy hanging out with you guys. So thank you Appreciate for making that. me feel a little better. Of course. Anytime. But I've been in a lousy mood because I am finally off painkillers and ready. Let's to go healthy enough to go on a run. I wasn't able to do it last Saturday. I'm ready to go. I was excited because I am going to finally get to run on A1A because I'm now close enough that I can do it. And I'm looking for my really, really nice uh, Brooks running shoes. This is not an ad, but I really do love uh, my Brooks shoes. And I can't find them. And I think they got lost during the move uh, when I came to my new place. And it is just disappointing. I'm sure you've all had this experience where it's something that you, whether it's something big or something small, stuff gets lost during a move, and it's just frustrating. It'll turn up. Don't worry. I hope so, because I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, after we get the Taco Bell, I'm gonna go like diving around in in my closet to try to find it. Um, I gotta call my old apartment see maybe if they have it. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, leaving stuff during a move, get the hell out of here. Uh, and what we're going to do right now is we're going to get the hell out of here and go to Taco Bell unless you guys have uh, anything else you guys want to add? I'm uh, hungry. Thank you, Sarah, for the uh, allowing us to interview you and answering our questions. Sarah uh, Abraham, friend of the show. Friend of the show and First a great, guest. great family, by the way. I wish we'll, we'll probably meet them once, but very smart, very great family. And, yeah, definitely um, – Glad she was on the podcast. We'll check so. back in with you soon. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Take care.